Hey guys, welcome to the Speaking American English podcast. My goal is to teach you guys the English spoken here in the States. So if you want to speak like a local American, or you just want to figure out what the heck we're saying, I can assure you this is the right place. So kick back, relax, and let's get ready to rock and roll. Hey guys, welcome to the fourth episode of the Speaking American English podcast. We have made it to episode four, and today I have picked out idioms as the topic of discussion. What is an idiom? An idiom is a phrase that has a meaning that isn't obvious from looking at the individual words. And, I'm, and today I'm going to give you a ton of examples and then explain it to you as well. So let's get started. Hit the books. To hit the books. It does not literally mean to hit a book. To hit the books means to, to actually study. Um, so a lot of, a lot of people in college will, um, say this phrase, um, whether it's late at night and they have an exam the next day, they will say, I have to hit the books, go into the library to hit the books. Sorry, but I can't watch the game with you tonight. I have to hit the books, have a huge exam next week to hit the books. And that is very common. I have heard that multiple times. The next one is hit the sack. Hit the sack. Once again, it does not mean to physically hit the sack. So this just means to go to bed. To go to bed. Used in a sentence, it's time for me to hit the sack. I'm so tired. To hit the sack. And this is also very common. I've heard this multiple times. Um, and the next one is twist someone's arm. Twist someone's arm. This one I haven't heard as much, but I have heard it before here in, in uh, the U.S. So to twist someone's arm, if your arm has been twisted, it means that someone has done a great job of convincing you to do something you might not have wanted to do. So as an example, Jake, you should really come to the party tonight. You know I can't. I have to hit the books. Come on. You have to come. It's going to be so much fun. There are going to be a lot of girls. Please come. Pretty girls. Oh, all right. You've twisted my arm. I'll come. Twisted my arm basically means convinced. You've convinced them. 
The next one is also pretty popular. Stab someone in the back. This one I've heard multiple times before. Um, it doesn't really mean, obviously, to stab someone in the back. Um, it means someone that basically betrays you, um, breaking your trust. Um, we call that person a backstabber. Um, so using a sentence, did you hear that Sarah stabbed Kate in the back last week? No, I thought they were best friends. What did she do? She told their boss that Kate wasn't interested in a promotion at work and Sarah got it, got it instead. Wow, that's the ultimate betrayal. No wonder they're not friends anymore. Stab someone in the back. The next one, sit tight. Sit tight is very common. So sit tight. So if a person tells you to sit tight, they want you to wait patiently and take no action until you hear otherwise. So an example is, Miss Carter, do you have any idea when the exam results are going to come out? Who knows, Johnny? Sometimes they come out quickly, but it could take some time. You're just going to have to sit tight and wait. Sit tight. Another one is pitch in. Pitch in. So, so let's see if you can actually, let's do something different here. Let's see if you, if you can um, see what this means when I put it into a sentence. So, what are you going to buy Sally for her birthday? I don't know. I don't have much money. Maybe we can, we can all pitch in and buy her something great. Let me repeat that. Maybe we can all pitch in and buy her something great. So, pitch in basically means to get everyone together and basically to get it done quicker. Um, it could be to get everyone to pitch in and um, basically buy a present for someone. So they could all pitch in and, and contribute some money. Um, that's that's one way they can pitch in. There's multiple different ways. But yeah, I've heard that multiple times here. It's pretty common. Um, and a lot of these, it's you know, as a native speaker, you don't even realize that they're idioms. They're just so common. Um, you just forget about it. The next one is go cold turkey. Go cold turkey. Probably sounds pretty weird, um, but it means to suddenly quit or stop addictive or dangerous behavior, such as smoking or drinking alcohol, honestly anything. Um, but those are the those are the top things you can go cold turkey on, and that most people do. Um, go cold turkey. So let me put this in a couple sentences here. Shall I get your mom a glass of wine? No, she stopped drinking. Really, why? I don't know. A few months ago, she just announced one day she's quitting drinking. She just quit cold turkey? Yes, just like that. Cold turkey. All right, the next one. Blow off steam. Blow off steam. I'm going to do what I did um, a couple idioms ago and put it in a few sentences and see if you guys can figure it out. All right, here we go. 
Why is Nick so angry and where did he go? He had a fight with his brother, so he went for a run to blow off steam. So, blow off steam. This one's pretty easy. Um, it's basically doing something such as exercise to get rid of stress. I mean, honestly, it could be anything. It could be playing a sport. I like playing ping pong. Uh, it could be going for a walk. It could be going outside to get some fresh air. Um, anything like that, um, just kind of to clear your mind. So, uh, all right. To cut to the chase is the next one. To cut to the chase. So, it means that there are a few things that need to be said, but there's very little time. So, you skip to the important part so everyone understands. So, in a sentence, hi guys, as we don't have much time here, so I'm going to cut to the chase. We've been having some major problems in the office lately. Cut to the chase. All right. The next one. On the ball. On the ball. This one, I've said a lot. On the ball. So, if you're on the ball, it means that you're very quick to understand certain things, very prepared for something, or react quickly to a situation. Um, it's used a lot uh, with sports. It's used a lot with maybe work, uh, exercise, um, basically anything that requires um, a little bit of effort. Um, and when you do a good job um, pretty quickly. So uh, you can say that, hey, you're on the ball. You are on the ball. All right, let's do another. Look like a million dollars, a million bucks. So it could be either dollars or bucks. Look like a million dollars. And it's usually said to look like a million dollars. All right. So here's an example. Wow, Mary, you look like a million dollars this evening. I love your dress. So basically, it's a huge compliment because it means that you look really good. Um, and it's, it's simple as that. Um, it's a pretty good compliment. Uh, let's do some. Let's do some odd ones now. I'm gonna throw some odd idioms at you, and one ones that I've never actually heard of. So, all right, here's one. Face the music. Face the music. I can't understand why I failed math. You know you didn't study hard, so you're going to have to face the music and take the class again next semester if you really want to graduate when you do. Face the music. Basically means to face reality or to deal with the reality of the situation and accept all of the consequences. Good, good or bad, but mostly bad. Uh, so yeah, face the music. I've never heard that. <laughs> Not not even once. Um, but it's funny because I could put it together. If all of these, if you put them in a sentence, I could put it together because 
obviously as a native speaker, um, it makes more sense to me. Uh, but yeah, face the music. All right, let's do another rare one that is even possibly unheard of to some native American English speakers. All right, to pony up, to pony up. This means to pay for something or settle a debt, to pony up. Interesting. Pony up and give me the $5 you owe me. I told my roommate Jane to pony up her portion of the rent money. Interesting. Never heard of this one. So this is probably amusing, like I said, for people in the United States that are native speakers. But um, to pony up. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, um, we're going to do a few more. Um, My plan is to uh, have more episodes, but to be more specific with the types of idioms. So maybe to gear them towards certain things like maybe funny idioms or idioms that are related to work. Um, So yeah. Also, you notice I said geared towards. Geared towards. So that means focused on. Focused on. Uh, So yeah. We're going to do another one here that's um, kind of entertaining for people that are abroad and people in the United States because it's it's a rare one. So let's do to go Dutch, to go Dutch. Everyone pays for their own meal at a restaurant. We had a date last night and we went Dutch. I paid for my coffee and she paid for a salad. So yeah, everyone pays for their own meal at a restaurant is to go Dutch. To go Dutch. Never heard of that one. So that is an interesting one as well. There are so many idioms. It's a little overwhelming. Um, I shared an article on my Facebook page for Speaking American English podcast. And... It was about how many words the English language has compared to other languages, specifically French. Um, it's, it's insane. It has like four or five times more words. I think 500,000 words. Um, 500,000 words for English. And I believe French was 70,000 70, words. But yeah, that just shows you how difficult it can be to learn English. And as a native speaker, you know, you take it for granted that, you know, our vocabulary is huge compared to other languages. We have so much slang. We have so many phrases. I mean, it's crazy. Um, And I think it's really cool to go through these because even a native speaker Um, We don't even know all of them. So this is really, really fun to me, actually, Um, especially going over these these new idioms that I've never heard of before. Um, And it's just crazy that um, we have so many idioms, phrases, um, slang. And the slang varies, too. 
slang varies from different parts of the United States. Uh, you could be in the Bronx of New York and they have their own specific slang. Um, or you could be in the South somewhere and they have their own slang. So yeah, so let's do one more and we'll wrap it up. I know you don't want me to go, but it is about that time. So let's do one more and then we will wrap it up and that'll be it. All right, so for the last and final one of this episode, it is to kick the bucket, kick the bucket, kick the bucket means to die. The old dog finally kicked the bucket when the winter got too harsh for him. I have decided to donate my organs when I kick the bucket. So kick the bucket. I've actually never heard of that. Um, But yeah, I hope you guys had a little bit of fun. Uh, That's it for this episode. If you enjoyed it, please, please, please go to the Facebook page, Speaking American English Podcast, and put a thumbs up. Like it. And you will be more engaged with the Speaking American English podcast community. You'll see when the episodes come out. You'll see what the topics will be. Uh, There'll be a lot of new things coming soon. We just started this podcast, so it's fairly new. But uh, it's rolling, which means it's on pace. It's on track. It's it's doing good. It's, It's engines are started. So... Uh, Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, Please subscribe as well, um, if you can, to this podcast if you're interested in it. And yeah, that'll be it. Um, Stay tuned next Monday for episode five.